You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody. It is Locked On Texans on Locked On Podcast Network. I am John. Some sports got Hickman into the right of me. Cody Davis. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? And John, you're back. I'm back. You're still I, alive. I was on injury reserve. Mm, I was on mm, IR mm. list. Uh, so here's what happened. I know you guys don't care, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. I did go out of town this previous weekend. Where did you go? I went to Atlanta, Georgia. And that's why he was out. He was still trying to recover from a wild weekend. No, I mean, the pollen. You left your boy the pollen struggling. The pollen uh, count out there, the pollen level out there is ridiculously crazy. So you're going to blame it on pollen? I'm blaming it on pollen, man. You're not going to blame it on Blame it on a Blame it on a <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to another Locked On Texans uh, podcast. I know we, we Cody was able to get a show up yesterday for today. Uh, and now that I am back, we're, I know we, we're going to talk about the draft, of course. And I am, to be completely honest with you, Cody, and the listeners, I'm very disappointed in this draft. Mm. I feel like there were players, which, I mean, I can hit on, that we drafted that could have been drafted later on in the draft. Oh, yes. It's especially that that first pick. The Well, the, the first pick, I, I'm still, I'm on a fence on. I, I believe he's one of those players, yes, but the biggest one I'll say for when we actually dive into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of disappointed, very disappointed, rather, uh, while watching the draft over the weekend, just, Confused. I was very confused. Guys, if I sniff, I am still kind of dealing with a cold. Um, but we'll see what's going to happen uh, moving forward. A little Texans news for you today. We did sign uh, former Chargers safety Jaleel Adai. So we got some safety depth. We know we lost Andre Howell in the offseason. He just retired. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Andre Howell. So we, we, we did pick up a safety because well, we didn't draft one. Which is something that bothered me. Uh, I don't know if you remember we talked about Cody picking up running backs. We did draft running back in the seventh round. Um, there was talent in the sixth round. I thought we could have went and got. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll discuss the draft a little bit in its entirety coming up. What else do we have today? Um, that's basically, you know, just sharing our thoughts back and forth um because the last couple of days been so busy we never really got a chance to sit down and really share our thoughts on how good or how bad the Texans did so I think we should just take today and just do that cuz I know our listeners want to know you know they got my side they got your side on Friday and now we can discuss round can 1 discuss through 7 exactly yeah and I can't wait guys if you're in your car right now check this out real cool um, option that you have with your phone. These smartphones now, they're taking over, right? And to the point where now you can literally talk to it and it'll do what you want to do. Well, if you're getting in your car, if you're going to pick up your kids from school and you want to hear uh, about the Houston, Texas, and you want to listen to what we have to say, because you do, you're here already. 
Well, all you have to do once you get into your car is tell your smartphone to play Locked On Texas Podcast. Again, just tell your phone, hey, play Locked On Texas Podcast, and it will play from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Megaphone, Himalayas. Got to go to the Himalayas. And you can check it out on YouCanArgueThatSports.com. When we get back on the other side, hear what I have to say and Cody and our opinions about the 2019 NFL Draft for the Houston Texans. Don't touch that down. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans. It's been a sad day in the city of Houston. It's been a depressing day in the city of Houston. Has it? Yes. What's been depressing about it? That's a strong word. So I want to know. It it it's been gloom. It was gloomy. It has been a little gloomy outside. Yes, and it's just everybody moves was just blah. Why is that? I think it's because of the Rockets going down 0-2. <laughs> in the Western Conference semifinals. It's not looking good for our boys, John. We're here to talk football today. I don't. You're even, right. But I don't even want to talk about. I, I, hey, I always like to do this because Ben the Boys. I listened to his show um, on yesterday. He did a great recap on Game Two. Ben the Boys does an awesome job at over at Locked On Rockets, and um, I know most of you guys, and I'm pretty sure 90 percent of you guys who who are listening to this, you guys like the Rockets too. So go listen to our brother station. John, you you looking at me like you you don't want to have no parts of this at all. I don't I don't really care about the Rockets right now. I, <laughs> I know it hurts. Not I'm only hurt. am I sick, because you just I'm have to sick, accept it. But I'm sick because of the Rockets. <laughs> so I'm just sick and tired right now. I'm but, sick of it. So outside of the Rockets, what what else are you sick about? Well, the NFL draft took place on starting on Thursday, ended on Saturday, mm-hmm. a week ago today, and. What am I sick about? Well, first and foremost, I just did not like the draft selections for the Houston Texans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out plain say it. I didn't like it. Why didn't I like it? Well, let's go about. Let's announce the draft selections first. First round, twenty three overall, Titus Howard, offensive tackle from Alabama State. We drafted him first overall. Well, not overall, but our first selection. Second round, Lonnie Johnson Jr., cornerback out of Kentucky. I like that draft pick. Also in the second round, uh, Max Sharping, old lineman, which is I'm pretty sure he's going to be a guard, uh, out of Northern Illinois. In the third round, we have Cahill Waring, tight end out of San Diego State. Please remember that name. That pick in that round. Okay, I'm 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 a market right now. Fifth round, we have Charles Omihu. I hope I said that right. Uh, DN out of Texas. I like that pick. Sixth round, Xavier Crawford out of Central Michigan. Seventh round, number 22, 220 overall uh, that we got from New York through Denver. Cullen Gillespie, running back out of Texas A&M. Now. Here's my issue with this draft. There are multiple picks in this draft, at least two, that I feel like could have been drafted later on in the draft. 
And when that happens more than once, then you have to evaluate, okay, what's going on in the draft room? What are the scouts? What are the general manager, Brian Gain? What are the coaches, i.e. Bill O'Brien? What are they thinking? What are they doing? And, of course, whenever you draft guys like this, like they did, then the thought is they did their research and homework on these guys. But, Cody, we talked about offseason moves. We've we've discussed it before, right? Mm-hmm. Do you not remember a tight end being signed? Well, we signed Darren Fells. We also had Ryan Griffin on our roster. We also drafted two tight ends last season. So you tell me we got like five tight ends? We right now? now have, and it looks like Ryan Griffin will probably be released because he got arrested uh, no. the day, was it the day of we drafted? Yeah, it was the day of. The day of drafting uh, Warren, uh, he got arrested for some foolishness. Maybe he saw the draft ticket and lost his mind. Maybe he had the updates on his phone and thought to himself, well, I'm getting out of here. I don't know what he thought, but he got arrested. <laughs> um, but now we have five tight ends on our roster. That didn't make any sense to me. In the third round, knowing that, yeah, you drafted Lonnie, Ju- uh, Lonnie Johnson out of Kentucky. And I'll get to the other picks a little bit. You draft Lonnie Johnson Jr., the cornerback out of Kentucky. So that means we're going to replace what we lost, i.e. Kevin Johnson. You know we lost that. But in the third round, do you want to know who was available? Julian Love. Out of Notre Dame. And instead of drafting another cornerback, because on the other side of what seems to be Lonnie Johnson Jr., the second-round pick, he was picked pretty high, and um, which I like him a lot. I think he'll be, he'll be come, he'll come right in. Ran a four five, which was his best forty time. Uh, he's he's physical. He's tall. He's a bigger a bigger cornerback. So that four five speed with his stride will be good. He has good footwork, and I like that pick. I actually like both of the second round picks. Max Sharpen may be a, a prospect to work on. But knowing our depth and the injuries issue, the injury issues that we've been dealing with since I, God remembers, I don't know forever. And that seems like now, I could be overdoing it, of course. But I like that pick. But we still have Jonathan Joseph on the other side, who's 137 years old. Why would we draft another tight end after drafting two last year? After having Ryan Griffin on our roster? After signing? A Darren fails. So that's four tight ends already. We draft another one. That's five. When you could have gotten another cornerback to be a true outside cornerback. How long are we going to ride the Jonathan Joseph train? No disrespect to Jonathan Joseph at all. You're still getting your, you're still getting your paychecks. You're still having games where you show out, in a sense. But that pick alone really made me dislike this entire draft. The entire draft. Oh, and the first round pick, um, Titus Howard out of Alabama State. I'm going to save my thoughts. I have to see him play first. I saw, you know, <laughs> just, you know we covered TSU football. Yeah, we did. And it's, he was known throughout the swag to get drafted. I was... I, I said this yesterday in the show, and I'm pretty sure I'm about to repeat myself, but we all said it 
We said it. Analysts have said it. Fans have said it. We all knew the Houston Texans were going to draft an offensive line with their first pick. We knew it. We knew it. Inevitable. Okay. Okay. It. Run from okay. it. Okay. We happens. all know. It hurt to see. It did it or did it not hurt to see Andre Diller go one Whoa, pick ahead. Uh, the only Philly, thing- Philly is a different, a different animal. Come I just didn't under and, and we were talking about it, you know, and I mentioned it on the show Friday mm-hmm. when I got it up. It was too perfect to be true. Yes. Everything was lining up for us to get Dillard and But Philly that's not the problem in. that I have with the, it's the, okay, you get Dillard. But at the time of the 23rd pick. Coley Ford, Jawan Taylor, and Dalton Reisner was still on the board. Now, to to credit the Houston Texans, uh, and I actually had some chance chance to go look it up, Uh, Taylor has been having lingering issues with his knee. Mm -hmm. So maybe they saw that as an an issue um, going forward, considering the team that has I mean, we have been dealing with issues with injuries. Okay, you know? I, I would give you that, but what's the excuse to pass up on Cody Cody Ford and Dalton Rosner? I get that you like Titus Howard, but at the end of the day, he should not have went in the first round, your very first pick. Think about it, John. They could have ended up in a situation where they could have had they could have drafted Dalton Rosner, who was by far high on our list. Because we kind of figured Jonah Williams. Jo- would be Jonah Williams was literally the dream prospect. We know he wasn't we getting him. That. We also thought Jawan Taylor would be gone. Yeah. Uh, before then, he ended up getting drafted by Jaguar. So hey, guess what? We have to see Taylor now. Exactly. Um, but Cody Ford and Dalton Rosen, those two were always the second option after everybody considered. Hey, Andre Diller is the guy that the Texans are going to draft. You could have ended up with drafting Cody Ford, Lonnie Johnson Jr. I love that pick, and then you could have got Titus Howard. Titus Howard was projected to be at least a no 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 best than a late second round pick. The Houston Texans drafted him with the very first pick of the first round. Don't get me wrong, I did some research on the kid. I saw some videos like I alluded to in the show on yesterday. I did he has like potential. he has potential he has and potential. I like what I saw. He 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 comes off the snap really really quick. His footwork is good. Another reason why I truly believe former, former quarterback, former tight end was you know was recruited to play tight end. So his footwork is good. Yeah, footwork um, is good. And another reason why I truly believe that Bill O'Brien and and Brian Gaines went this route that this is a guy you could put left tackle and right tackle. So right. he's very he's very versatile. Right. I still don't like the pick. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Well, let me take that back. It's One not thing, that it's I not, don't like it. He but, didn't draft himself, so this is not any disrespect to Howard. No, it's not and, any disrespect to Howard. But at the end of the day, you still had three players who was by far known to be cornerstone franchise players to improve your offensive line. And like I say, if you like Titus Howard, you could have ended up drafting Cody Ford, Reisner, or Taylor. Since you gave me his injury history, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go that route. But at the end of the day, you still could have had both of those guys. You could have had one of those two guys right. with Titus Howard. Right there, your offensive line would have looked so much better. Right. <clears throat> it's just, I, I am, I'm, I'm wondering, and of course, we don't know. No, Nobody knows the true draft process thought process going into the draft when selecting. But when there's players 
that is kind of notably known that you you got them a, a round or two early. I think that is the issue. Now, of course, this this entire draft, like especially with teams like New York, uh, this entire draft, we know what it's about. You can be as good as you want to be when coming out of college, but what happens? You have to play the game mm-hmm. in the field. So they're going to have chances and time to have the rookie mini camps and, and go through training, and then uh, the, the the preseason practices, then preseason. So we're going to have time to see these guys. I like the Lonnie Johnson. That's that by far. I think that's their best pick. Yeah, and I did too. With 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 Howard, if you were drafted in the first round, and you're right, he he spent multiple games at right tackle, multiple games at left tackle. Uh, he was moved to a certain position because of their quarterback, and I had a chance to see him play because I covered TSU because yeah. you covered TSU, and and, and throughout the SWAT conference. When you're in these rooms, when you're talking to some of these guys that are covering the conference, covering the sport of football for the swag, it's known that he was good. We're not we're not discrediting how good he can be. He has the potential. I think he has to work on hand placement, and more importantly, his run blocking needs to improve tremendously. Oh yeah, tremendously. That's one thing that if you if you take time out, go look at the Senior Bowl. He got plowed a few times. It happens, but you're coming from the SWAC, and you got plowed a few times in the Senior Bowl. Now you're the 23rd pick in the first round of the NFL draft. That's a, a, something you have to tremendously work on. And that's what bothers me the most about Howard. Is his skill set really good enough to play in this league? No disrespect to the SWAC conference, but that's not the Big 12. Right. He he's not playing against Texas. He's not playing against Alabama, the real Alabama, right. not Alabama State. Right. It, I'm I'm uh, interested to see. I am too. I, because he's a guy. When you look at his his history of playing the football, he's a quarterback in high school, recruited to play tight end. So what that tells me is you're going to already have good footwork. You're going to already be able to understand in offense because you played for one and I know high school is a different version of football you get to the, the, the college level then you get to the pro level but you're going to be able to understand what needs to happen because you played play quarterback and you play tight end so you can understand in offense and how it's supposed to work out with schemes and then you was transferred over to a lineman right tackle left tackle I believe you even got some guard in but Mostly the tackle positions. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this plays out for Howard. But my biggest issue with this draft, count this out. Ryan Griffin, Jordan Atkins, Darren Fells, Jordan Thomas, Jarrell Adams. How many names did I just name? Five. And I didn't even get to our draft pick. So we now have six. Tight ends on our roster when we could have improved our cornerback position. It bothers me a lot because at what point do we say, okay, we know Jonathan Joseph is old now. I think he's 34, 35 years old. I could be mm-hmm. off a couple of years, but he's been in the league a very long time. He's produced a lot. I get that. He's had a decent Texas career. But at some point, we tried to move on and find a replacement with Kevin Johnson. That didn't work out. We released him. But he's still on the roster. 
that we bring in Lonnie Johnson Jr., which I think he will pan out very well for the Houston Texans. But at what point do we say we gotta get a replacement for Jonathan Joseph? You're in a you're in a you're in a division. Do you know that T. Y. Hilton has the most receiving yards in our stadium, in our home? You're in a division with T. Y. Hilton. It doesn't work. It's not going to continue to work, and it bothers me. That's just that's my two cents on it. I like I like some of the rest of the picks. I like the second round. The second round was really good. I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Max, the uh, guard that we drafted, I think he'll pan out. He'll have some time to get acclimated to the system and things like that. I don't know if he's going to be a, a very first uh, plug-in play guy. I don't know if that's going to be his his thing immediately. Drafted at twenty three overall. Howard will be a plug-and-play guy. Second-round pick, Lonnie Johnson Jr., we know he's going to be a plug-and-play guy. We don't have to have that many cornerbacks. Oh, he, he's We Bob. know. He, he's my favorite pick of, of this draft. My hands down. But for the rest of the draft, especially in that third round, third rounds are very critical. A tight end, when you already had four on your roster, makes no sense whatsoever. I'm very disappointed with that pick and the – the draft overall. I am. I'm not going to lie. I, I can hear it in your voice. I, I am. I'm very disappointed. Oh, uh, when we come back, we're going to dive some more into the NFL draft for the Houston Texans. Uh, in the draft period, we can talk about some other stuff. Yeah. The draft. You know, the, the, the draft was fun. Yeah, it, was, it was fun, interesting. There's one move that I kind of didn't like. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You should already know what I'm, I'm talking about. Let's talk about that. When we come back on the other side of the break, Locked On Texas Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. Don't tune us out. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL draft this year was very interesting. There were a lot of smoke screens. There were a lot of uh, who's going to get drafted at what position. But more importantly, you know what was funny about this NFL draft? Players unfollowing the teams that they were playing for. Hmm. We had Josh Rosen unfollow the Arizona Cardinals. We also had Ryan Fitzpatrick unfollow the Miami Dolphins as soon as they traded for Josh Rosen. Didn't he just get there? He just got there. Damn. Poor Ryan Fitzpatrick. I feel bad for Fitzpatrick, man. I don't. Why? I think he needs a chance. Well, you know who needs a chance? Who? People that are looking for jobs. And when you listen to Locked On Texans and any Locked On Network for the Locked On Podcast Network, we are going to give you the best opportunities to hear the best deals available for you. So if you need a job right now, why not get in contact with Zip Recruiter? Zip Recruiter sends out your job resume to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They have a powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. You can't beat that. 
And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Locked on is spelled L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. So, NFL Draft. Maybe I need to try ZipRecruiter. The, the funny thing about the draft is none of those guys had to go through ZipRecruiter, right? They got drafted. They have their jobs. Um, what I would like to do, I wasn't able to be on the show yesterday due to me being very sick. Uh, but what I want to do right now is take the time out. Can I get a clap, Cody? That's a terrible clap. I mean, I'm holding the mic in one hand. and my- Can I get a snap? Javier Woods <laughs> is a Houston Texan. He did go undrafted. They did sign him as an undrafted free agent. Um, hometown kid. We talked to him a few weeks back out of Colorado. Nose tackle. Boy, are we hoping that he really makes the roster. Not only just makes the ro- roster, but he's going to, man, he has the ability with his strength and his speed to cause some damage. He has some things he has to work on, but we're just so happy to see him actually uh, get drafted to the hometown team. I think that pro day that they did locally was exactly what he needed uh, for the Houston Texans. And outside of that, what else in this draft was interesting to you? For the Texans or NFL in general? Let's just say the NFL in general. They had the New York Giants. New York Giants. They actually (laughs) had a good draft. Their very first two picks were questionable. But outside of Is that, it really questionable. I mean, at the end of the day, they needed a quarterback. They do. They went out and got a quarterback. They did. Daniel Jones. They did. I think the biggest issue with that pick, and we're not the New York, we're not locked on Giants guys. We're just talking about the NFL. The biggest issue with that pick is the momentum and hype that came with it out of nowhere. At least for me, Daniel Jones threw fifty-two touchdowns in three seasons. Haskins threw 50 in one season. That's crazy, right? And what's being attached to Daniel Jones is his head coach at North Carolina, I mean, at Duke, I'm sorry. And he is, he's got a good end with the Mannings. He actually looks like Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, he really does. So I think everything that's been attached to him. It was pushed him up over the board. I'm interested to see what the kid can do. Um, I mean, he's he's a good player. Yeah, I saw some potential. I, I, I'm, I'm not taking it away from him. I just don't think he was better than Wayne Haskins. But for the New York Giants, if you feel like this is the guy, for one, I believe he's going to be content with just letting Eli ride the next couple of years out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Maybe that's why they went there. And I, I think that has a, a big part of it because the Giants have been very big on, for some reason, not just giving up on Eli. I, I think it's Not to say giving up, but just moving on. I think it's because, you know, he gave them two, not only two championships, but it's two memorable championships. Two, I get and it, two man. two underdog championships. It's Nobody when it's, expected. When it's time. You're right, but sometimes people have a hard time letting go, like me and Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony also just said that. You want to go back to the Knicks, he, I heard. He said, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. That's like asking who's going to a party. <laughs> Who all there? But, you know, sometimes people have a hard time letting go. I guess so. And um, if they would have drafted Dwayne, it would have turned into a big, you have 
Eli starting, let's say they start the season one, one and four. Then the question starts to arise. Why is Dwayne still on the bench? Get him out of there. But get Eli out of there, put Dwayne right. in. That question is still can still happen with Daniel John Jones, but it won't be as terrible. I mean, I guess. And then Daniel Jones at the end of the day, I mean, just due to the fact that he came from Duke. I'm pretty sure no matter how bad Eli Manning is at this point in his career, he can still be a good veteran and teach Daniel Jones how to be successful, not only with the Giants, but throughout his NFL career. Not saying he couldn't do the same thing to Dwayne Haskins, but Haskins is more of a player that's ready to be that franchise quarterback. Like Deshaun Watson from day one. When Deshaun Watson came in, he was ready to play. He was ready to take over. That's what I see out of Dwayne Haskins. Daniel Jones, learning from Eli Manning, I think that's a better fit for him. I don't know, man. New York right now is like Frankie Beverly and Mays. I want to make sure I'm right before I let go. Before I let go from this show today, <laughs> you saw how I did that? <laughs> before, I let, before we leave from the show today, I want to give you guys a little bit of insight on... I would draft these. Lonnie Johnson Jr., not really a big interception guy, uh, but he has some, he, he's good at pass deflecting, and he's he's a big guy. So it's very hard to complete passes on him. And it's very hard for receivers to run past him. Right, right, right. At four or five, and he's 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 big, he's long, he's able to keep up in stride, and then his arms are able to bat down a lot. Um we know about Titus Howard. We spoke about him. And, of course, we're going to dive into these guys a little bit more in their profile later this week. So that'll be fun. I did love that Lonnie Johnson Jr. pick out of Kentucky, and I hope he really works out. What do you give the – which I don't know why I'm asking this to you, but what do you give the Texans? Great. Great. Let's see. Mm. I say a B minus. Uh, I, I say only B my only because despite drafting a tight end for no apparently reason, they actually went out and filled that they, they actually went out and drafted players for the positions that they need. They no, got two no. offensive lines. I mean, they got two offensive tackles. You know, you, you you got two players who can play the secondary. And even they even drafted a running back. You know, I was really big on that. They need to at least bring in another running back. So they they did now I would give them a beat minus just for that aspect. Well, I mean, they they did fill holes. They getting Howard, getting Johnson, getting Sharpen, uh, getting getting Xavier Crawford in the sixth round. I think he's going to actually work out as well. I don't think he's was of course not better than Julian Love in my opinion, but I think he he's going to work out as well in the sixth round. Uh, I just think a couple guys could have been drafted later and they would have been available, and you could have taken the best available at the position instead of risky picks. Um, one thing about Cahill Warren, he's a guy that hasn't been playing football that long. Yeah, he something about he was recruited to play water polo. Wow. So we're going to see about that. <laughs> Overall, I kind of feel like the Texans tried to hit a home run and they ended up with a base hit on first base. Yeah, really and the, and the thing far. about those base hits. They hip off sometimes. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. 
It's just we're going to have to see exactly what comes with it. And in his last year in school, before he hurt his hamstring, Mm. Waring had 372 yards, uh, which was an average of 12 yards per catch and three touchdowns. Did not play the team's final uh, bowl game because of a hamstring injury. You really don't like Warren, huh? I don't like the pick. I just don't. We already have four tight ends on the roster. Even while you was giving his stats, which was pretty good, you have to admit, you you got to throw in his hamstring injury. He didn't play. Then you was dragging it out. You really don't like this guy, huh? Until next time. <laughs> This is Locked On Texas Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check us out on uh, you can argue that sports.com, Apple, and Google Podcasts, whichever one you have, Android or iPhone, you pick and choose. It's up to you. Megaphone, which is available for everybody. So is Spotify and Himalayas. Anything you want to leave them with, Cody? I just want to know what did Warren do to you to make you just have this dislike for him so much. You guys have a great day. Please be safe and enjoy Houston. Stay out of traffic. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.